I invite you to join me in the word of prayer. We know people who are harassed and helpless. Some, some hunger for bread or a roof. All of us hunger for love and acceptance. Gracious God, in your compassion, make us compassionate people. We pray to be humble and to recognize that these struggles are ours as well. Dare us to believe that you shepherd us so that we may sustain others. Thank you on this day especially for fathers and father figures in our lives who have served you. If we know who they are, make us grateful. And if we don't know, reveal them to us. We bless you for being our Father who art in heaven. Amen. Brothers and sisters, God loves you. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Everywhere that Jesus went, somebody needed. Last week's gospel, uh, we met a father who was pleading for the life of his child. And we met a woman who had been wracked by hemorrhages for 12 years. In the days between that reading and this, uh, two blind men received healing, and Jesus restored their sight. And a man who was mute received the gift of speech once again. Now, we see Jesus moving his focus from individuals to the big picture. What did he see? Jesus saw people everywhere needing help. Some were harassed by people or conditions that were outside of them. Society cast aside all kinds of people and Jesus saw their pain. Others carried demons internally and were paralyzed from within. And Jesus saw their anger. Jesus saw them all. Witnessed their desperation. Jesus suffered with them. You know, that's the very definition of compassion. To suffer with another. And as he had done, as he had looked around, he saw that no one was helping him. And as he had done with individuals, he now <coughs> created kind of an army of first responders to protect and serve, to put out fires of and apathy. We call them the disciples. Sometimes just the twelve. Some were rich and famous, like Peter and James and John and Andrew. Others were ordinary folks. Felt like Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew were people who had made big changes in their lives in order to follow Jesus. James the son of Alphaeus, Matthias, 
They were the last people you would notice in a room of five people. Simon, the Canaanian zealot, he was a political activist. And Jesus even had in his group a man who would betray him, Judas Iscariot. Now, what do we learn from all that? We learn that Jesus receives all kinds of people to his trust. We learn that Jesus shares himself with all kinds of people, not just the right ones or the ones with the right stuff. We learn that Jesus has a place for a variety of people within his will and not just people of a certain pedigree or a certain set of experiences. He welcomes the purebreds and the mutts and the rescues. And he's got a place and a purpose for each one. He welcomes you and he welcomes me. But Jesus sees this massive need saw what he saw. He said, you know, there's a huge need for ordinary bread, but there's also a hunger for love, for kindness, for thoughtfulness. And this is the great poverty in the world that makes people suffer so much. Those of us who remember the original Superman on TV uh, remember, you know, the somebody would have some kind of a problem and somebody else would say, this is a job for Superman. Yeah. And uh, the disciples must have been kind of like that. They saw all this teaching that was going on. And Jesus just seemed to have the right words at the right time. They saw all this healing that he was doing. And blind or mute or deaf or dead, he could just turn all that around. And that's when they learned that Jesus had a plan. And they were that plan. Uh, Jesus was sending them as first responders. He equipped, equipped them to do what they needed to do. Uh, he said, I'm making you God's answer to people who are suffering, to those harassed and helpless folks out there. You are God's answer their prayer. And lest they be overwhelmed by all the need, Jesus then kind of focused that need down. And he focused it down to the people he called the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Uh, and 
didn't say that because he didn't care about Gentiles and Samaritans. It was just too much for them right now. He didn't say this because it was beyond their abilities. Indeed, Thomas would eventually become a missionary to India. But he said, go rather to lost sheep of the house of Israel, because you have to start somewhere. Reminds me of when I walked into uh, my parents' home after they had both died, and I saw all this stuff. Now, my parents saved everything. Uh, and after I got through the initial shock of Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I realized I could start any place because it all needed to be done. And that's what Jesus said. You can start any place, but start with the, let's start with the hospital. Uh, and he said it because those people who were lost were harassed. They had that. He said it because they matter to God. And he wants them to matter to us too. And so he challenges them with a little more of their planting. That's his message to us too. A little more of your planting. You know, respond to where you are. Your city, your neighborhood, your home, your family. Do what Jesus said. Feed the hungry, befriend the lonely. Speak that word love that we're so desperately trying to hear. Love people with the love of God. Nelson Mandela believe that a fundamental concern for others is what would be a big step to accomplishing what people talk about when they say, you know, I'd like the world to be a better place. Think about that. How do you get a hold of that? Nelson Mandela said, well, how about starting by caring for other people? Well, and I think about ways we do that here at Kimball. You know, the no to the bullets and about the noisy camp and the, you know, and that we together have made it possible for Lutheran Social Services to extend their ministry with $300 so far this year. And we've got seven months to go. So think what we can do. Uh, Think about how many members volunteered at Grandma's yesterday or at Bentonville last Christmas time. And just imagine totaling up that number of hours. And, you know, divide it by 40. How many, you know, how many jobs would that be that got done that wouldn't have gotten done on But more importantly than that, 
Those are things that lifted other people's spirits. They made a difference in, those, in people's lives. That's what it means to bloom where you're planted. And it's amazing what we can do when we do something together. It's amazing what we can do when we depend on God instead of saying, I'm all I've got. Look what Jesus did. The 12 disciples. He did it you know, a couple thousand years ago, and here we are. Look at who those disciples were. People of different abilities, different interests, for sure, different personalities. Just imagine what Jesus can do with you and with me. The suffering are comforted. The harassed of the community and of the world are a little less picked on. The people who are fighting wars inside their spirits feel a little more supportive. They're touched by the grace and the love of God. They are touched by you. So, join the army. You don't have to have a draft card. I guess none of us have draft cards anymore. Uh, but, join that army of God's first responders. Join them. And see what a difference God makes all of us. And now, to him who by the power of work within us is able to accomplish far more abundantly than we ask for a passion, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ forever.